Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of our Media Boat Podcast 2021 year-end wrap-up shows. Year-end wrap-up shows, that is what I attempted to say just now. <laughs> Today we are going to be doing the subject of television. Vision, vision, vision. Thank you for joining us. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. These are our end of the year wrap-up list. Mm -hmm. If you haven't heard already, we do this every year yeah. where we go through the news of the year. Yes. We go through everything that we um, experienced. Um, yeah. All of our thoughts, we kind of wrap those up. Uh, and we kind of crown a story and a segment of the year. Yeah, so we'll divide it into two. We'll do the news recap of the entire year first, then choose our favorite story, or the most important story of the year. And then we'll talk about our top five lists of our favorite things we've watched this year, and then try to pick one show that represents 2021 for the Media Boat Podcast. So, that is the plan. So, let's jump into our favorite Wayback uh, Time Machine, and jump back to the year when the year began in January of 2021. <laughs> First, I want to note, uh, because this is a television section, and just like we do on the normal show, we have combined sports stories and television stories into one. So you will occasionally hear some sports stories here. Starting with a sports story. No. <laughs> Actually, no. I don't know where you want to start here. Oh, yeah. We'll start with Devontae Smith winning <laughs> yeah. the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And then subsequently being drafted to my fantasy football team. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is, also, that is how that happened. Derrick Henry rushes for 2,000 yards um, officially as of last year, which uh, doesn't happen all that often. No. Except this year with Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, this is also where they pull the sports corner in. Yes. Uh, this won't be happening constantly, no, but. but yeah, just every once in a while. Every once in a while. So important. let's get to actual TV news then. Yes. And we'll start with the PBS Kids. And announcing that the uh, series Caillou <laughs> will yes. be no more. Oh, uh, and nobody likes Caillou, so people were very excited about this story. Uh, Caillou is dead. Long live Caillou. <laughs> the rise of Caillou. Yeah, and the rise and fall of Caillou. Yes. The rise of the Caillou backlash. Someone write that book. I want to read The Rise, the rise and, and Fall of Caillou. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. We also saw the acquisition of the Quibi library from its dead corpse. <laughs> Where Roku oh, ended yeah. up buying a bunch of the portfolio of dead Quibi shows. Yeah, Roku ended up uh, making a hundred... No, not hundred million dollars. <laughs> the valuation was less than one hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> Which means if you won the lottery, yeah, you could have purchased all of Quibi. Quibi. <laughs> yeah, so R.I.P. Quibi. R.I.P. Quibi. Uh, we also had the continuing rotation uh, of Jeopardy um, hosts for the past season. Uh, yeah, there's a version of me that says I think the entire story of Jeopardy in 2021 is technically to be considered as story of the year because, man, it was a roller coaster of a year for Jeopardy. Well, especially because, uh, yeah, I, actually, that was this year. That was all this year. That so, was all this year. So, oh Alex Beck passed away in November at the end of 2020. 2020. Yes. And then they immediately had to do something. So, that's when they announced that the his shows would run the last week of December. Mm -hmm. And then, starting the new year, there would be the rotating door of guest hosts. Right. So, we started with the guest hosts. We started with guest hosts. We started with Mike Richards and Ken yeah. Jennings as the guest hosts. 
and rotated yeah. from there with the ongoing segment of who would become the new guest host. Wow, that was all this year. It was all this year. Oh my god, which this of course was such a long year. Which of course then transformed into Mike Richards choosing himself as the heir apparent to the show. Wait, can we at least go through all the other people that oh, yeah. they did? Let's see, Katie Curry. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's a choice. Yeah, right? Now looking back, Aaron Rodgers, bad choice. Bill Whitaker, Maya Bialik, who won sort of her own spot in primetime Jeopardy coming soon. Yep. We also saw later uh, um, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. Cooper, yep. Um, Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. <laughs> um, Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta. Uh, who else? I feel like we're missing some. Uh, yeah, oh, no, we're definitely missing anyway. some people. But the point is, is that they tried this and supposedly said that they would use this to narrow down a host. What they ended up doing, like I said, is Mike Richards chose himself for Daily Jeopardy. So chose Mike Richards... Bialik to do the primetime Jeopardy. Yeah, so uh, as we went through this, I was watching and critiquing all the guest hosts, and I said that the best two hosts that I saw out there were Mike Richards and Mike Bialik. Well, apparently Mike Richards agreed because yes. he chose himself. But here's the catch. Some old tweets got dug up, as well as some old podcasts that he had recorded that ended up, uh, well, making him look pretty bad. And so the fans started yelling at Sony to replace him. Why did we have to do your due diligence for you? So that ended up uh, leading Sony to firing Mike Richards from the uh, the host uh, position, but keeping him on as executive producer... For about a, a for about days. a week, <laughs> for about like three days, and then all of a sudden he was out as as producer as well, mm-hmm. and suddenly they were back into a guest rotation. Maya Bialik being chosen to be the first of them, Ken Jennings being the second, and that's where we are at in current Jeopardy history as we record now, right now. Yes, Ken Jennings will be then um, will usher in a new uh, round of guest hosts, which are two the yet reason, to be chosen. The reason they didn't confirm can like just say ken jennings you're the, gonna be the new host yeah. is because one he didn't have a whole lot of tv experience i mean it's being on jeopardy but like as a host and two he's also currently in the middle was currently in the middle of his yeah. own show the chase um on yeah. abc and then also also fans were off also suspicious about him due to old tweets they dug out that he had tweeted mm-hmm. which means that the and Jeopardy fans pay attention way more than Sony thought they did. Right. And uh, Jeopardy fans <laughs> were clamoring for LeVar Burton to yeah. be the host. Online petitions were started for LeVar Burton to be the host. He actually was the host, albeit during the exact same time frame that the Olympics were on. Yeah. But while all this was happening, the show itself was also exciting. Because you, on top of all this, you have the... Record-shattering performance of Matt Amodio, mm-hmm. who ended up being one of the top three all-time top, earners. Uh, so, top three all-time earners, top yeah. two in um, games played, ending yeah. his run at 34 games, right. I want to say. And then after that, even after Matt Amodio was dethroned, we had two more five-plus game winners. One of them is still playing right now. Yes. And is also making history as the first trans person to win this many games in Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So those three all will participate in the Tournament of Champions. And, and will we'll, be your favorites going in. They will also all participate in our Story of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So yeah, it's not something that really you think about right away when you think about Story of the Year for television. Mm-hmm. 
Well, but man, a lot of when, you, when you lay it all down like that, Jeopardy has been a recurring theme this year. Oh, wow. I think, I mean, yeah. when, when you said that, we have to go back to rotating guests at the beginning of the year. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, that was this, this year. Was this year. That was this year. Starting in January, as early as you could start. Um, and so, yeah, and it just keeps going. And so, yeah, we still don't know who the permanent host of Daytime Jeopardy will be. Primetime. Almost a year later. Well, no, I guess Over a year later. Daytime. No, yeah, daytime. Because there's... Primetime cuts out. Because it's still technically not network primetime. Yes. Primetime Jeopardy will be a different show. Yes. That's the Mayan Bialik one. Yes. So we'll see what happens with that. Yep. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Let's, uh, let's to put a put, bookmark on that Put one. a bookmark on that for story of the year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We also had um, the... Um, Commercials, yes. Google commercials being pulled being for pulled. COVID stuff. Yep. Basically, yeah, companies like Pepsi and Coca Cola basically opted out of doing ads for the Super Bowl. Instead, uh, focused on the sponsored. Well, in Pepsi's case, focused on the halftime show. Instead, mm-hmm. they basically wanted to spend their money instead on COVID help and um, yep, making sure COVID policies were yeah. being followed. So that's that's was the focus, and it seemed like other brands were going to follow and uh, step with that. Yep. Uh, we also had NBC Peacock, or NBC yes. slash Peacock, shutting down NBC <laughs> Sports Network. And this has actually just started to actually take effect. I got an email that I texted you about yes, I saw from a DirecTV stream saying, hey, we're finally going to take this network off. Just letting you know. Yep. So, I mean, we knew about this back in January yeah. at the end of 2021. NBC will transfer all the sports media rights, including the remaining NHL, NASCAR, and Premier League, into the USA Network and Peacock. Yeah. So, yeah, this just means that wherever, whatever you used to watch on NBC Sports is being moved, um, and that will no longer be a network. Right. Uh, but this also does mean that the... Um, that uh, Oh, that's why I also had this out here under right. Peacock. Is because wrestling... They, they Perfect. struck a deal with WWE yes. to house all that content of right. WWE content right before um, WrestleMania. Yes, was to premiere. And I think this has been a smart move because this uh, this led to a more general platform as opposed to the WWE Network solution mm-hmm. that they had prior to this. This gets this in, uh, uh, this programming in front of a lot more he- people, I think. And I mean, it's worked out for you. You've watched a lot of wrestling thanks to this deal. I mean, I've watched a lot of wrestling thanks to COVID. <laughs> but yeah, but also thanks to but Peacock. But I've been able to keep up with it thanks right. to Peacock, yes. So, thank you, Peacock. Yep. Please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we can do ad reads. We can, I swear. Yep. Uh, so, we also had the big game weekend. Yeah, um, you know, the big game. Yeah, the big game due to um, not having a... Written consent from the NFL. <laughs> Expressed written consent. Ah, hell, we don't need it. The Super Bowl. There, yes, I said it. The Super Owls. Said it. Yep, the Super Owls. Yep, saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. It what was a <laughs> edition of the cover yeah. Madden, uh, the, yeah, the cover athletes for Madden for 17, 18, 19, and 20. Yeah, they were all there. They were all there. <laughs> Tom um, Brady and the rest. Yep. Um, congrats. Speaking of congratulations to yeah. Tom Brady. They got yet another ring because yep. he really needed that 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 extra one to really put together the look. Yep. 
Um, um, because it also took place in Raymond James Stadium for Tampa Bay, where Tampa Bay played. I think it was the first time that a team won the Super Bowl in their own stadium. Yes, yes I believe so. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the weekend halftime show getting yep. lost in his own music. Talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> and creating all the memes from it. Oh, yeah. Anything else about Super Bowl? Nah, I mean, we said what we said about it. It was fun. It was fine. It was a fun game. I think the game was not as fun to watch as the uh, as the halftime uh, show was, but so mm-hmm. it was all right. Yep. Uh, let's see. We also had an announcement that the Golden Globes were going to uh, nominations were announced. Yeah, not nothing super special this year at the Globes. No. Uh, let's see here. Keep going to... <laughs> what are you laughing at? X-Play? Yeah, that happened. Yeah, X-Play came back. Yeah, G4, G4. as a whole came back. Recently premiered. And already is something I don't care about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I knew that was going to happen. Yep. Uh, also, announcement of the ABC oh, yeah. Wonder Years, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh, it did happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the saga of the Powerpuff Girls series. So we originally read the news that they had ordered a pilot up for the ECW. It was uh, from Diablo Cody of Juno and Young Adult fame. Mm-hmm. Later in the year, the pilot leaked. Fans hated it. They ended up withdrawing the pilot for rewriting. and ended up basically canceling the project indefinitely and for now. Basically. Well, the, one of the leads, um, right, also Bennett, left the product. Left the, the project because they were doing reshoots, which completed with the right. previous engagement. Yeah. So they decided to recast it, <laughs> recast her role, right. and now, now we're, we're in the middle of, is it going to be recast? Is this going to be rebooted, mm-hmm. retooled? It's in uh, production limbo now. So, yeah. So if you're really excited for a Powerpuff Girls series, well, wait a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quickly, in MLB news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we talked about this. At the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. Man, this really came back to bite them in the ass, didn't it? Oh, dude. <laughs> we covered this. I thought this was something people knew. I thought so, too. I read the headline, and I was like, wait a minute. So the thing that we reported on at the beginning of the year happened, but they didn't tell anyone they did it? But, no, they told people, because I have news that we talked so about. So maybe it. they told people, but maybe they didn't tell right, people right, exactly right. how. Okay, let's, Sorry, let's, let's, let's say what we're let's saying. about here. Okay. Major League Baseball... <laughs> In January, yes, uh, announced that they will have new baseballs. <laughs> Two balls that that will that will essentially be denser and fly about one to two feet shorter when hit anytime over three hundred seventy-five feet. Yeah, they did not. As the story came out later, as a later, I mean, in November after the season. <laughs> Say when yeah. specifically that change was going to be made. That's the key here. And I think that's why those headlines were written the way they were. I think everybody knew that there were the new baseballs. Mm-hmm. I think people knew that there were new balls. Because I remember even in the early games, announcers talked about it. Yep. They were talking about it the being a factor. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. The disconnect happened when the league just would choose randomly what games the balls would be in. So... Perhaps that explains some wild differences in teams' records this year? Mm-hmm. Maybe. But if that's happening without the player's involvement and or knowledge, that's a problem. 
Well, MLB's had a lot of problems, a lot of highs, a lot of lows yeah. over the past year. Yeah, we'll talk about We'll talk about that as we come later. across them. Yes. Um, also, it was only the beginning of the of, trials of baseball this yep. year. And real quickly, um, shout-outs to the Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees, including yeah. guard Alan Feneca, coach Tom Flores, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron, <laughs> safety John Lynch, Quarterback Peyton Manning, whoever he is. Contributor <laughs> Bill. Oh, wait, I mean, commentator Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ESPN 2. ESPN 2 commentator. Commentator Peyton Manning. Manning. Contributor <laughs> Bill Dunn. Wide receivers Drew Pearson and quarterback safety. And number one overall draft pick, <laughs> Charles Woodson. Yeah, so there Congratulations. I hear that Manning guy is really going places. <laughs> uh, I heard his brother's better. <laughs> <laughs> Not not Eli, the other one. <laughs> yeah, the other one. It was dad, though. Yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, Dr. Oz. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, Paramount Plus teasing iCarly revival. Yeah, that happened. Uh, people had mixed feelings about it. Yeah. And then um, oh, right. The Mandalorian. This so, story. In um, music, we talked about people saying, out, saying stuff. Stupid stuff. Saying yeah. stupid stuff. And facing the consequences of their actions. Yeah. Well, that happened in TV as well. <laughs> it sure did. As Gina Carano uh, was fired from The Mandalorian following recent controversial posts on Instagram. Uh, suggesting that a Republican in the U.S. is similar to being a Jewish person in uh, Nazi Germany. Yeah, maybe don't say that, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this also ended up um, canceling her, what would have been her solo spinoff. Um, right. Of, not, not Knights of the Republic. But, um, um. Commanders of the Republic or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Some sort of spinoff in this universe was canceled right away after this. And basically, yeah, we have not seen anything to do with her since. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and then we also had um, Chris Hansen news. Or Chris, uh, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. No, okay. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen's different. <laughs> Chris Hansen is someone else. Chris Hansen is someone else. Yes. Chris Harrison, <laughs> right. uh, host of The Bachelor, who would be stepping aside um, following... Wait, don't check that. Because... What? Well, make sure they're two sure different people. sure it's not Chris Hansen? Wait, okay. Because now I'm not like... But make sure they're two different people, right? Chris, Chris Hansen Harrison. And Chris Harrison. I, no, you're, no, that's right. You're right. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. Yeah, Chris Hansen. Chris Harrison is the Bachelor the, guy. Chris, Chris Hansen, Hansen is, is the, the uh, is the, yeah is the guy who does the. Um... Please have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Yes, the catching predator. Yeah, it's the catch predator guy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, he was uh, conducting an interview. Oh, right, yes. With former Bachelorette Rachel Lindsay. Right. Discussing photos that emerged um, from them, for which uh, they came under scrutiny. And Chris Right, Harrison, for Rachel Kirkconnell, who was a frontrunner of the season, they found some old pictures of Kirkconnell that, well, yeah, were pretty racist, is basically the, 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 the bottom line here. Right, it was... Uh, Plantate, I think it was like a plantation ballroom yeah, or themed, themed party. Dance, yeah. And so Chris Harrison, instead of decrying it, uh, defended Kirkconnell 
Mm-hmm. And thus, ABC went ahead and basically said, like, hey, yeah, um, maybe don't do that. And so he chose to step aside for an unspecified serious time. And, yeah, has not returned to the Bachelor-verse since, I nope. believe. Um, he's been up in uh, there. Yeah. Uh, they have officially replaced him as well. Yeah, so so bye-bye. Yep. Uh, we also had Don, a Bebo favorite, Don Glover. Yes, Donald Glover himself. Yep. Um, exiting his pact, uh, multi-year is pact with FX for a multi-year deal with Amazon. Now, just to be clear, this will not affect the existing uh, arc of Am- Atlanta. Atlanta will return to FX, but it means future projects will be on Amazon Prime. Right. This was in a, ahead of the news of him starring opposite Phoebe Waller-Bridge in, right. in upcoming Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Smith. Smith. But that got delayed later uh, in the year because was it Glover? Dropped out of the lead role? No. Yes. 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 Yes, I think you're right. I think he dropped out of the project. Yeah, he ended up dropping out after it being delayed. Yeah. So, yeah, we have yet to see what his first moves with Amazon will be. Mm -hmm. And that wraps up February, pretty much. So, head up into March, where we have Golden Globes. Yeah, the big winners. Being dominated by the streaming services as The Crown... By Netflix was the big winner, taking home Best TV Drama, yep. as well as Lead Acting Awards for the Male, Female, and yeah. Supporting Actress. Overall, Netflix had won 10 awards in the night, uh, including two for Queen's Gambit, um, and one for Chadwick Boseman uh, for Lead Actor in a Drama Series. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, big- Chloe Zhao right. made history. Yeah. She became the second woman. And first one of color to win the best director for Nomadland, for which I was still waiting. Um, wait, which also won best picture drama, Nomadland. Yes, that's right. They split them up. Right. The Golden Globes. Yeah, they split them. Yeah. yeah, and it's before the Oscars. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because she won for director, and then she also won for best picture drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would also go on to win. Uh, Director for Oscars? Yes, and also yeah, and best, best picture for No Man Land. Yep. And then go on to um, make uh, Eternals box office money yeah. as well. And then, of course, uh, Schitt's Creek dominated the TV comedy. As uh, it was in its finale. Yep. And will be the last uh, last little run it'll have. Mm-hmm. Oh, and in case you were watching the Golden Globes, <laughs> everywhere was plastered that the rebranding of CBS yes. All Access to Paramount Plus. Yeah, which and, yeah. Uh, but now that we're past it, so much a better name. <laughs> yeah, it's a better fit for what it is. They were it, they finally this also coincided with them telling uh, basically what the like stuff that would be on it would be, and yeah, it runs the gamut from all the Nicktoons that you'd want to. Um, CBS shows to classic sitcoms to Star Trek thing spinoffs to Reno Nine One One to yeah just all sorts of things as well as uh, Paramount films and classic MTV programs like Behind the Music and Unplugged. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there. I don't know if it's enough for me to want to pay ten dollars a month for it, but it's an interesting service. I think there's it's an, like a bunch of stuff that kind of fills in gaps what other services don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of streaming deals and rebranding, yes, ESPN and more specifically ESPN Plus made a deal with NHL to 
to the tune of Seven Years. If you're a hockey fan, this was your story of the year. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> this changes the way you watch hockey. Yep, because it means that every single hockey game was available. Well, this season, now yeah, that we're currently in. This current season. This upcoming, well, yeah, the current season we're in. But yeah. when the story broke, the upcoming season. Right. Um, <laughs> sports starts are weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um, all games would be available via ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. If you're subscribed to it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yep. And then we have the uh, American Crime Story third season yep. uh, being announced about the impeachment, American Crime Story. Uh, Bill Clinton's impeachment, specifically. Yes. Yeah, and you wrapped this up. You thought it was all right. I thought it was a slow start. Yeah. But I liked how it picked up at the end. Yeah, yeah. But very slow start. Oh, may talk about it later. Maybe. Uh, and then sad sports day as Brudries retired. <laughs> yes. Uh, media about favorite Brudries. Brudries. Retires with the most, uh, at the time, the most career passing yeah. yards. At the most time. Career, <laughs> most career passing completions. <laughs> most consecutive games uh, in a season. Oh, sorry. With the touchdown the, pass. Most consecutive games with the touchdown pass. <laughs> the highest single season completion record. Most pass completions in a season, yeah. and most 5,000 passing seasons. Wow. You'd also have the most Super Bowl rings if it wasn't for <laughs> two people named Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. You just happen to be playing like yeah. some of the greatest football. It's happy to happen. I guess some of the greatest <laughs> football players. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we also... Uh, I feel like that didn't happen. There was some stuff about Netflix potentially cracking down on password sharing, but it didn't seem to actually come into fruition this year. Uh, not for us, at least. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess a faint. They they maybe thought about it, but it hasn't happened yet. Yep. Uh, we also had um, HBO Max launching the cheaper ad-supported version, yep, which happened yep, later yep, this yep. year. And the uh, bundle, uh, Tubi, Fox Course Tubi. <laughs> Do you know anybody who has Tubi? I sure don't. Nope, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, what see. else? What else? Oh yes, the NCAA tournament um, for basketball yes. and the controversial right women's weight room or yes. lack of a weight room. Yes, that went viral and got the eyes of a lot of people. Um, a lot of fans and a lot of people with uh, in in the system itself. Yep. Yeah, and then I think hopefully it did some good work to get people to realize the inequality of these uh, of these colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the announcement of the NFL draft to be held in downtown Cleveland, which where I think a total of three people were forced to stay in Cleveland after being drafted by the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, um, Rice Field of America and our favorite. Oh Jesus! This broadcasting thing. rights. Yeah, but this one, uh, yeah, this one was weird. Hey, Fox Sports, just like NBC Sports, also largely for uh, like no longer exists, except for exceptions being FS1 and FS2. Instead, of the regional sports networks all got rebranded in a deal thanks to the company. Valleys, or actually, our favorites, not Sinclair. Yes. So they made a deal with the Bally's, with MGM Casinos, 
to rename everything to Bally Sports Network. Right. In order to one day, probably, um, yeah. able to put bets or something alongside yeah. um, the gambling. The plan will eventually lead to an interactive app where you'll be able to bet on it while watching programming. Yeah. So at the time that we reported the story, I thought that was ludicrous, and I was like, oh, this is the worst. Since then, though, I've noticed they're not the only ones doing it. They're just the only ones that are named something associated with gambling. Right. Everyone is doing it now. Yes, FanDuel is doing yeah. it. Every is doing single it. sports broadcast. Have you seen the... Are all in bed with the gambling company. Have you seen all those Caesars <laughs> uh, sportsbook yes, ads? they run all the time. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where even, like, you're watching just, like... the. I was watching the, the, stu- the World Series stuff mm-hmm. on Fox. And in the middle, they'll be like, Hey, we're running this poll that's sponsored by whatever, and... What are the odds on this? And they'll yeah. give you, like, gambling advice yeah. in the middle of the sports program. It's all there. It's all happening. It's too late. They've already taken over. So I've seen this with Red Zone <laughs> yeah. um, constantly where they say, here's the win probability that they're at right now with, like, the final drive. <laughs> it's like, no, get your gambling out of the sports. But no, it's too late. That's where the money is, and they found it. And thus, Bally's was only the start. This was just going to be the reality no matter what. Right, I remember that when it happened this year, we complained heavily yeah. about it. Yeah, and yet... The heart of the fame. We were already in it. We were already in it, and we didn't even know. We were already boiling. We are soaking in it. Yeah. And we didn't even know. Uh, anyway. Anyways. Um, oh, yeah, the MLB moved its all-star game because of voting. Right, yes. Um, in Georgia. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, it worked out, I think. Um, although, I don't know, it didn't work out for Shohei Otani. but hey that's another story for another time (laughs) but yeah Uh, also congratulations to the uh stanford women's team for winning the ncaa championship and the baylor men's team for winning its first ncaa men's championship yeah also you were the number one seed so it was expected of you Uh, lots of trades going on. Oh, John Stewart made his return. Yeah, with the problem with John Stewart. So we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but he did actually watch this. Okay, it's fine. I don't know, but yeah, it's an interesting take on the the uh, Daily Show slash Last Week Tonight structure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Last Week Tonight, where you can tell that the writers did a lot of research, but it takes that concept even further by actually having a segment. It's basically divided into three. John Stewart talks at you, the first uh, portion of it. Monologues. Then the second part is, hey, still same subject, but we're going to bring in people who are directly affected by said subject and have them talk to us in a panel. And then the third segment, which is basically, John Stewart is going to go to the villain in the story, basically the person responsible that has the power to change it, and basically talk to them directly, interview them directly, and basically call them out. So it's an interesting set. It's an interesting thing. It reminds me a lot of what he did at his time at the Daily Show, but more direct. Usually, it was him sending a correspondent to do that third thing. This mm-hmm. time, it's him every single time doing this thing. But the problem that it has, the problem I had with it, the problem with the problem with John Stewart, yes, is that three segments are all on the same subject. So by the end of it, you just feel 
exhausted by talking in circles about the same problem over and over and over again. You know where he got this from? <laughs> John Oliver. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. Is John Oliver was smart because he talks about other things first, then talks at you about one thing for mm. maybe ten minutes. But that's only ten minutes. Oh, no, no, no. That, that main segment is, like, <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yes. in comparison to an hour-long show... Oh, it's a 40-hour-long <laughs> it's a, show? Well, it's a 40. I think it's 40 or 44. Okay. But it feels so it feels long. long. Because, like I said, you're getting three mm. different perspectives on the exact same thing. So mm. there's only so many times you can be told, hey, this thing is messed up, and this is why, before you're like, I get it! <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't for me, but it exists. And I'm sure people who like Jon Stewart will be happy that he's back. Yeah. All right. Uh, we also have a bunch of cartoon change-ups, including Cartoon Network Studios Europe being yeah. named Hanna-Barbera Studios. Uh, Disney launching the 20th century... Sorry. 20th, 20th television <laughs> animation focused solely on adult animation. Yeah. Um, and... Human cartoon character, <laughs> Guy Fieri, <laughs> signing a new three-year deal yeah. with Food Network. And he keeps trucking. Yes. Keeps going. Um, that deal, um, which ended up being worth, I think, like $80 billion over three years, yeah. would subsequently lead to Bobby Flay being uh, losing his deal yeah. with Food Network. He would eventually leave the network. Yep, uh, he wanted the same deal that Guy Fieri had, and the <laughs> network wasn't willing to give it to him. No. Um, also, all right, moving on. Uh, congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama yeah. for winning the Masters and becoming uh, the first Asian-born winner, uh, yeah. born from Japan. Congrats. So congratulations. Uh, we oh, yeah, first Padres no-hitter. Yeah, the first Padres no-hitter for Joe Musgraves yeah. as well. Musgrave. Musgrove. Musgrove. <laughs> no relation to Casey. Nope, no relation to Casey. <laughs> uh, we also had CBS station president being placed on leave after yeah. some administrative backlash in January. And VP of News David Friend, who was definitely no friend here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Hillary Duff announcing the spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. Yes. How I Met Your Father. Right. Which I believe is still coming to Hulu. Has yet to premiere. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so following Jeopardy... Oh yeah, Robin Roberts. Yep. With also uh, George Stephanopoulos as yep. well. Savannah Guthrie, Sonia Gupta. Yep. And Joe okay. Buck, <laughs> which was one of my favorites. It was great just hearing Joe Buck do Jeopardy. It was like, oh yeah, this guy's voice is oh, so yeah. good. It's it's the reason why he's been an announcer for as long as he yeah. has. Uh, Joe Buck and David Faber uh, round out those positions. Yeah, I just want Joe Buck to do Jeopardy now. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, and then HBO Max throwing in their hat into the NHL games as well. Yep. Um, for From Warner Media to show games on cable networks for TBS and TNT. Yeah. Uh, as well as HBO Max. Um, who have not yet seen that come to fruition right. yet. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yep, uh, we get into May and uh, Mr. COVID himself. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, college COVID. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. number one overall yeah. at the NFL draft. 
<laughs> meaning he was sent to the Jacksonville Jaguars, where he experienced his first loss and subsequent losses yes. of his career <laughs> during a regular season. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Grant Stewart selected Mr. Relevant. You love Mr. Irrelevant. Love Mr. Every Irrelevant. Year. And Medina Spirit would go on to win the Kentucky Derby, yeah. but not capture not, the Triple yeah. Crown. No. No Triple Crown winner this year. Nope. All right. What else do we got? Uh, it's got some Disney International news of closing its stuff. Um, basically wrapping all that into oh, right, uh, yes. Hot Star. Yeah, just Star being the single brand, basically, yeah. going forward internationally. Internationally. Yeah. Um, we also had the official announcement of the NFL schedule being changed or adding a game. Yeah. Uh, so it's an 18-game season. Uh, Russell Westbrook reported his 182nd career triple-double, meaning he's delicious. Uh, or the fastest person to do it. And Golden Globes. Yeah. Uh, they said that they basically weren't going to air it on television and instead would air in, in 2022. Mm-hmm. I will go to a specifically um, digital presentation next year. Uh, there was some controversy about an investigation that revealed that the organization has no black members and has thus um, maybe made a difference in their ethical and financial uh, business that they run. So, yeah, not great. Not great. And, yeah, it looks like people moving forward may not work with the organization that runs the Golden Globes. Right. The Golden Globes is run by the Hollywood Foreign Press yes. Association. Um, speaking of stuff that was no longer, that it will no longer be on TV uh, next year. <laughs> Ellen. Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres show will officially end next year in 2022. Yeah. 19 seasons. 19 seasons, though. But she'll still be, you know, on all those game shows. Yep. Ellen's Game of Games, Fast <laughs> Dancer, Family Game Night, yeah, Ellen's Game of blah, blah, blah. Oh, and Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Comes back. Well, yeah. Well, it did. It did, and no one cared. Uh, I watched some of it. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Legend of the Hidden Temple. Okay. It's adults trying to do obstacle courses. Yeah, that's what you think it is. Yeah. All right. Same, same with, like, temple stuff. There you go. Yep. Uh, NBA Hall of Fame for 2020 was officially announced with Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett being the only players inducted. Uh-huh. Uh, there were, of course, other coaches inducted as well, aside yeah. from them. Uh, those are nominations. Yep, yep, yep. And Warner Media. Uh, oh, right, Discovery. Discovery. Warner and Discovery merged. Merged. To become, wait, do we even know what name with that yet? I think they just said Warner, Dis- Warner, or what was it, Discovery, what was it? They, they put out that stupid logo too. Was it just Warner Brothers Discovery? I think so, Warner <laughs> Discovery, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a Warner Brothers. Warner Discovery or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warner Discovery. Warner, Discover- look- Warner Brothers Discovery. Discovery. It looks really good. The dumb logo. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, um, not the greatest name, but yeah, and this still technically has. We haven't seen the the um, I guess the uh, end of this quite yet. Mm-hmm. It seems like um, they're still trying to figure out the structure of the company and what they're going to do with their streaming services as both. HBO Max and Discovery Plus are separate entities at the moment. So, yeah, maybe someday they will become one. Yep. Um, in basically longevity news, 
<laughs> Phil Mickelson has won a PGA Championship um, and became the fourth golfer to win a tour, a PGA Tour, mm. in four different decades. That's pretty impressive. No player in the NBA, NFL, NHL, or MLB has ever done that. Uh, yet, as Tom Brady continues his reign of terror <laughs> over the league. Keep trying. He'll try. 56-year-old just throwing balls. Uh, he's also the oldest player to win a championship at 50. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Old, old Man, man Terry officially <laughs> announced his retirement. Yeah. Uh, even though he was technically not on a team last year. He officially put in for his retirement uh, in the NFLPA, ending as the all-time scoring leader with yes. 2,673 points scored in the NFL. That happens when you're a kicker. And yet never graced the cover of Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I want <laughs> cover. I want a Madden to be even a Terry version. <laughs> have been Terry on it. Why not? I mean... You, they should just do a year where it's just all the kickers. <laughs> all the kickers on one. Yeah, kicker series. Yes. Um, real briefly, some of your winners from the past year include <laughs> Chase Beckham for American Idol. Another white guy with a guitar. Corey Sutton went on Hell's Kitchen. Oh, for a Lake Tahoe. Um, someone is your master. five <laughs> <laughs> winner. Who knows? Uh, I didn't know season six is happening right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Cam Anthony is your uh, voice winner for season 20. Yep. Which means the show, uh, they did double seasons, never mind. Yeah. Uh, he was also the winner of Fox's Showtime at the Apollo. <laughs> and he also signed with Aftermath and <laughs> 14. You know what? Triple Crown right there. <laughs> Triple Crown. He <laughs> <laughs> went all three and he gets something special. Yeah. Uh, big story. Yes. Yes. Big um, sports story of the year. One of the big sports stories sports story of the year. year. Naomi Osaka. Withdrawing from the French Open after the, the event officials fined her for $15,000 for refusing to attend media press conferences. She said she didn't want to do the press conference, so she yep. didn't go. Yep. They fined her, so she said, well, I'm just going to go then. Yeah, which um, started a conversation about mental health mm-hmm. in relation to sports. And it even got to the point where that one, uh, what was that, a Nike ad campaign? Mm-hmm. Like, wrote it into their ad. Like, was just like, yeah, we're talking about this. Yep. Deal with it. And yeah, it actually did make a difference, and I hope that uh, people keep that in mind going forward. Yeah, um, Naomi Osaka would make a return um, from here. Yeah, as the person to light the Olympic torch yes. during the opening ceremonies. Yes, yes, in Tokyo, which was a Tokyo. cool moment to watch for sure. Yep. Uh, let's see, HBO Max officially unveiled its ad-supported tier. Costing at the low, low, low price of nine ninety nine a month. Yes. Or $10. No surprise. No surprise there. Or, you know, you can put in the other $5 for the um, ad-free ad free. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Lots of sports stuff. Yep, 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 yep. And then here we Disney. had um, confirmation of Chris Harrison leaving The Bachelor. Yep. Uh, we had, oh, Josh, uh, Josh Peck. Being on, oh right, yes. Um, Turner and Hooch. Meanwhile, Drake Drake was uh, got caught uh, talking to people he shouldn't have, and uh, yeah, got arrested. Yep. And Miranda Cosgrove returned to iCarly all the same week. Yeah, weird, <laughs> huh? Yep. There it is. Chris Harris yep, officially leaving um, as the Bachelor host. Oh, and Conan leaving TBS. Yes. 
Yes, final his final two weeks of guests. It was a big deal. Uh, Conan will now have a show uh, periodically on HBO Max. Is that where he ended up? I forget, actually. Yeah, One of the streaming it's, services. I think it was HBO Max. Is it HBO yeah. Max? Where he will I know have it wasn't a, Peacock. Where he have a more occasional uh, show as opposed to something on a weekly schedule. Yep. Um, we also had Kyle Larson yeah. um, winning the NASCAR All-Star Race and then subsequently going on to win... The NASCAR Championship Cup Series. Right, right. And I had lots of feelings about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. What'd you call them? Speed Racist. Speed Racist. <laughs> <laughs> good name. Good name. Uh, Not a great thing, but a great name. No. Um, brief recap. Kyle Larson um, said the Edward on yeah. uh, TV last year in 2020. And then yeah, yeah. essentially completed the comeback to win... Um, the NASCAR Championship Series. Um, depending on how you feel about that. Yeah. I'm still, even to now, like a month after uh, going to and watching that happen, yeah. struggling with how I should feel about that. But yeah, For sure. it's still going. It's, yeah, it's not great. Yep. Anyway. Um, we had Disney Plus moving and continuing to move. It's um, <laughs> uh, new releases from yeah. a Friday schedule to a Wednesday schedule. I get that. Real quick, uh, a sports story. In the continuing rocky year that baseball had, pitchers could no longer use spider tack and other sticky substances in their pitching. It changed pitching after the season started, and you immediately saw the difference. Yep. Uh, I mean, in addition to just constant tinkering by the MLB in baseball, and we mentioned at the top of this podcast... They changed the balls. Right. And then they changed the pitching. pitching. And you saw it immediately change. Like, I remember that the week of games right after, everyone was getting pelted. Yep. And everyone was trying to figure out, why Why are people getting hit by balls so often? It's like, maybe it's because the pitchers don't realize that they don't have as much control as they used to. Yep, they can't grip it as much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They got used to it, though, and that kind of curved as the season went on. Yep. Uh, John Rom, uh, who got COVID like two weeks before... Won the U.S. Open, right? Uh, hitting six under par over the three days. Congratulations to John Rom. Yep. And congratulations to defensive end Carl Nassib, uh, coming yeah. out of the first active player to come out as gay in the, in NFL. the NFL. Yep. We'll talk more about the Raiders, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why the, is this here? <laughs> why is this here? Because I, I didn't know where to put it. Because <laughs> well, talk about game show. Oh, game shows. There we go. Yeah, because uh, the game show Hall of Fame. <laughs> right, Inside right, right, the Museum right, right. of Play. I was confused because it said video game first. Yeah. <laughs> National Toy Hall of Fame and World and, Video Game Hall of yes, Fame. Yes, right. They as, now are as added, uh, or is looking to curate right. a, a display for um, game show history. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I forgot to mention this on the proper podcast. Um this week, but have you seen this thing about this like streaming network, the game show streaming network that there's going to launch next year that has an interactive part? No, it seems really cool. I forget what it's Is called. It like GSN, kind of, but interactive. But GSN was interactive. But like, but like Netflix, like a streaming service that's also. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but I guess it's something that's happening soon. Anyway, this is not the time to talk about it, but I just I remembered it just now. Anyway. Yeah, that's not going to get to a chew-a-chew. Yeah, maybe. maybe not. 
It's a new thing. Anyways, um, let's continue with yeah, our year. Let's continue. Uh, the but somehow we're only in June. <laughs> yeah, we're only in June. Okay, we got to pick it up. Though. Yeah, I know. This, this, it's too much TV. Yep. All right, so we're going to July where we have the Olympics. Right, the Olympics happened. That's also maybe eligible for story of the year here. I mean, technically started last year with the delay. Right. But just delay after delay after, and when it finally happened, it kind of just farted. Like, no one really cared. The uh, opening ceremonies were entertaining in spots, but I feel like no one was talking about the games this year. No, because everyone was talking about Shohei Otani. Right, yeah. Who um, was selected as the leadoff pitcher. Yes. And as well as the yeah. leadoff hitter for yeah. the American League. It was a big, big year for Shohei. Yep. Uh, Apple TV Plus put in bids, um, including a 4K TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically upgraded all their stuff. Oh, yes. NBC's Diarrhea Slip and Slide Competition. Oh, right. Gross. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. The competition wasn't Diarrhea it's a bit Slip in and there. Slide, but everybody got Diarrhea. Yes. <laughs> and they ended up canceling the show. Yep. Uh, congratulations to Pete Alonso for yep. becoming back-to-back home run derby winners. Yep. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are back-to-back NHL champions. Yep. And congratulations to the um, Milwaukee Bucks for yes. becoming the NBA champions. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the uh, Emmy race, uh, HBO ended up uh, leading for the uh, nominees with 130 nominations. Netflix right behind. Ended up being a big year uh, in September later when the Emmys would take place. Yep, we had uh, Vince Gilligan. Um, upping, uh, making a new deal, or sorry, re-upping his deal with Sony Pictures Television for four more years. Yeah. In a big bit. And then Olympics happened yeah. at the end of July. Like I said, two not whole lot of, of talk. I think most of the talk was about who had tested po- positive for COVID and who was not involved as more than, more so than the people who were actually involved in the games. Right. There's a lot more talk of there not being people in the stands compared to yeah. who was actually like watching or yeah. like competing. And then of course the, the But I did contra- watch a lot of a lot of uh, Olympics. Yeah. And of course the controversy that happened with Simone Biles not participating in 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 certain parts of the games. Yes. Um harkening back to the mental health as well. Right, yes. Continuing that story. Yep. Um, however, it was also announced that the next games will be happening in Paris in 2024, and then Los Angeles in 2028, and then Brisbane yeah. in 2032, going back to Australia. But if you can't wait for the Summer Olympics, I got good news to you for you. We are two and a half months away from the Winter Olympics, <laughs> so get ready. More Olympics are almost here. Uh, yep. <laughs> we just had them, but they're here again. Yep. Uh, so, uh, we also had a closing of the Frank Darabont um, yes. Profits legal proceedings about right. The Walking Dead. Has AMC ended up making a $200 million payout to him and right. his agency? Yeah. It was a good payoff for... He was rightfully angry about the, what they had done with the show and without his involvement. So, yeah, it made sense eventually. Yep. And then just some Olympic bits here. Uh, Hidlin Diaz won the first ever gold medal for the Philippines. Uh, 13-year-old Momiji Nichia became the first female Olympian to win gold in skateboarding, making her Japan's youngest gold medalist ever. Uh, And then Yuto Horigon also won gold for the men in street skating competition as well. Yes. 
that was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, the big story was, of course, Simone Biles withdrawing from the team gymnastics event, which they would go on to win silver, but she would also withdraw from individual all-arounds as well, citing yeah. mental health. Yep. She did compete in the floor. One of them, yeah. In one of them, uh, where she placed third, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, yeah. But um, all eyes were on Suni Lee. Yes. To take Team Gymnastics to gold. Yes. Uh, there was also news about a new Pokemon series. A live action Pokemon series. In early development. Yep. Following in the steps of Cowboy Bebop and a One Piece live action. <laughs> as well as a Superman in- introduction from uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Live action. Yeah, which could, could potentially still happen. Yep. Um, the MLB season is tentative to start on March 21st. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> oh, and one of my favorite yes. um, football or sports stories of the year. Right. Know this name. Yes. Quinn Ewers was the top-ranked <laughs> high school football player for 2022, which is next year. Yeah. But... He ended up skipping his senior year to enroll early at The Ohio State <laughs> and is expected to make $1 million from endorsement deals so next yeah. year. Like it or not, he's coming. Without playing a snap, and we talked about this later, <laughs> he already made deals yeah. with like local um, eateries right. and got a truck out of it Jeez. without playing a snap yet. So just wait. There's more of him coming. Oh, if you think this is bad, wait two years. <laughs> I say wait two years because that is when the the all herald quarterback from 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 QB Mountain will descend <laughs> upon the NCAA right. and just wreck absolutely everyone's shit. <laughs> and who would that be? Arch Manning. Oh, right. I forgot that was happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he is on his way. Another one. Another Manning added to the pile. He's currently ranked first in his class, a perfect rating. Um, earlier this year, he had a perfect game where he, he had zero incompletes, zero interceptions. He's got the football genes. I mean, when your uncles are Eli and Peyton. Yeah, you got the football genes. And you're genes. named after... Archie Manning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got the football gene. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, if you think Quinn Ewers uh, making a million dollars from endorsements is a lot, <laughs> wait until this Just guy wait gets there. Until this. Wait two years. Oh, man. Oh. Well, that's fine. Uh, that, like, that's my, like, early... Yeah, like calling plant, it plant now. that seed now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where else do we have here? Yeah, yeah, Simone Bryles got bronze in the balance beam. Okay. Uh, we had records set in the hurdles uh, for both the men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happened? The Australian women's team sets a 4 by 100 relay records. Right. Um, Great Britain uh, record in the medley 4 by 100 for swimming. 
Lots of records were being broken. Well, yeah, we blocked the triathlon. We were in the Olympics. <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry. Sorry. Wait. No. No. Wait. I'm getting. I'm getting something in my ear. No, that was a media boat, not the media boat. No, a media boat blocked the triathlon, forcing a restart. Yes, we made <laughs> Olympic news. Why a lot of our uh, stuff shot up. <laughs> <laughs> A media vote. Not, a media vote. Not us. Media vote. Anyways. I like to put that as story of the year. <laughs> we made national news. We did news. it. We, we did, did it, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, the current Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker, will be stepping down after the third season in her tenure. No yep. knows who the next one will be quite yet. Nope, but they are bringing... They did decide to bring back previous yes. showrunners. They did. Um, as the um, executive producer Matt Strevens also left, yeah. so they had to fill that role as well. Yeah. And then the big payout for yes. South Park, Matt yeah. Trey Parker landing a nine hundred million dollar deal with Viacom CBS to keep South Park running through twenty twenty seven, and we just saw the fruits of that coming to Paramount Plus yes. with South Park post COVID, right. Which is a special or limited series, whatever they're calling it. Yeah, and there'll be more of that to come. As part of this deal, is the freedom to basically create these specials whenever they feel like feel like it. Yep. Oh, and here is the yes. Jeopardy announcement. Yes. That Mike Richards gave himself the job. <laughs> Didn't go well, as and, we mentioned before. Yep. Uh, we also had in MLB news the Field of Dreams. Uh, yeah. Game being played, yeah, as well as it being turned into a TV show, <laughs> right? That has yet yeah. to come to uh, fruition. Yep. Uh, Tyler Gilbert throwing a no hitter. It is first MLB start. Yeah, only the fourth player ever to do that throw a no hitter in their first Not start. Bad. Not bad. Not since 1953. Yeah. Congratulations, Tyler Gilbert. Of Arizona. That means he was <laughs> Gilbert, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Uh, yep. On, okay. More Jeopardy. We More Jeopardy. talked about this. Yep. On August 11th. Yeah. Followed by all that good news. Ousted from the show. Yep. And oh, right. The fake high school. <laughs> fake high school. Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> One of your favorite stories One of the year. One of your favorite stories of the year. <laughs> fake high school. Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. Lied. Lied. To, and somehow ended up on ESPN national <laughs> television playing a football game. And the more you looked into this, the weirder it got. Where the players were not, although they were registered to Bishop Sycamore, were um, older players. Right. Who had already graduated high school. Right. Bishop Sycamore apparently played a game on Friday and then played <laughs> on national television ESPN on Sunday. The coach had a record. Yeah. And, and not a good one. Not a good one. Um, the school only has only been in existence for about three years. Yeah. There is no physical location for Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> oh, and by the way, they got smashed on ESPN. Right, right. Like 60 to <laughs> To seven or something. <laughs> so yeah, it don't yeah, it doesn't look good. Oh yeah, and then we have Quinn Yours making a one point four million dollar deal and a new truck and a new truck with a kombucha company. <laughs> <laughs> Live the dream. Yep. 
Uh, Urban Meyer um, <laughs> yes. faces um, NFL PA investigation. Yeah. But then, like, immediately after that, um, Chucky from the Raiders, <laughs> Coach yeah. John Gruden, yeah. and his emails to the then president of the Washington, well, now Washington football team. Right. Um, not good. No. Cost him his job. Yeah. Easily. Easily cost him his job. All right. All right. Uh, we're in September, at least. Jeopardy shit. We talked about um, some changes with uh, Disney pricing. and Hulu pricing with the the bundle. Now it's changed a third time recently. Yep. <laughs> There's the stuff. Oh, oh Phoebe Waller. I was going to say, it was Phoebe Waller-Bridge who left the Mr. and Mrs. Smith's project, not with Donald Glover. Not Donald Glover. Okay. Glover's still sticking with it, it looks like. Yep. Uh, it still remains on track for next year. Okay. Uh, writing for the series is still underway. Production should begin shortly. Well, yeah, we had an 18-year-old being a 19-year-old in the Women's U.S. Open. Yep. <laughs> it's a young woman's game, from what I understand. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, we had the race of oh, yeah, home run. Back and forth home run race with Vladdy. With Vladdy and Shohei, and mm. then Blake Snell. Come out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and NASCAR announced to race at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum yes. next year. Get ready. Oh, I'm going to that. So my weekend for that is go to Vegas, bachelor party, fly home, <laughs> L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Jeez, what a week. Oh, and, and then I'm, I'm in a wedding the following week. So. Jeez, yikes. Yeah. Then we have the Emmys. Yep. Uh, we have the Primetime Emmys, where Netflix won um, yeah. big with... Queens Gambit and Bridgerton. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus took one for Hamilton for a variety special. Yep, the crown swept the drama categories, including two lead acting, two support acting. HBO won nine awards between Mayor of Easttown and uh, Last Week Tonight. But of course, a- Apple's Ted Lasso uh, ended up taking uh, a comedy s- lead actor and both supporting acting uh, categories. Uh, and well as uh, comedy. Yep, as well as comedy. But uh, hacks yeah! also did a yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when the <laughs> yeah joke started to happen. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, SNL got? news, including bringing on three new cast members. Yep. 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 Uh, but, and then Beck Ben and Lauren Hurt would not return. Yep. And the new ones. Yep, Aristotle Authority, James Austin Johnson, and Sarah Sherman. Who Sarah Sherman's had a good breakout. Year. Yeah, she's she's the best new hire, I think. Yep. Uh, so far. I liked her bit in the last episode I watched. Then uh, Don Roy King retired. Yeah. Uh, being replaced by Liz Patrick yeah. of The Ellen Show, who is... I definitely need a new gig. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about that angle when we did the story. But looking like zoomed well, yeah, out. Because we did the Ellen right. story like back in January. Think about it for a while. Of course, that moves us into October. Yep, where Tom Brady currently has the passing yards record. Yes. And is the only player to have a 500 or better record against every team in the NFL. Yeah. The legend of Tom Brady continues. Somehow. And we continued our watch of both the Arizona and the Cardinals being yes. undefeated <laughs> and the Lions being completely defeated. And what's our Lions update? Oh, as of this recording, <laughs> they still have not won a game. <laughs> yes! It's 
So no one here. Very exciting. <laughs> Anyways. Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Uh, Bubba Wallace became the first black driver yeah. to win uh, at the top level of stock car racing since Wendell Scott in 1963, which was, at the time, a post-correction of Wendell Scott winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, playoffs begin. My junior Salvador Perez tie. For 48 home runs total. There will be a new Charlie Brown special for New Year's. Yep, uh, for Odd Lang Sign. Yeah, which uh, premieres in two days from, or in six days from now. Yep. Uh, we also had A&E Studios statching up the rights to the Sue Grafton Alphabet book series. Right, right, right. After uh, she had said she would never do a television adaptation. Not while she was her alive. Life. Yes. And Here's Bobby Flay's contract. And here's John Gruden yep. being done. Yep. Being done. <laughs> there's G4. Yep, and there's G4. We talked about talked this. About. So all this stuff is like coming Finally back around. Coming back, yeah. yeah. We talk, that's the thing with TV, though. We talk about all this stuff happening at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but it, it actually happens at the end of the year. Right. Here's stuff about... Um, uh, Kyle Larson, Shoya Otani being named MLB Player of the Year by Baseball America. Would also go on to, to win MVP. MVP. Rightfully so. Yep. And Oh, uh, right. The Dave Netflix, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle stuff. So Dave Chappelle on his stand-up special, The Closer, involved some really harsh transphobic and homophobic jokes. The transphobic jokes specifically uh, inspired a person who worked, a trans person who worked at Netflix to say something on social media. Uh, Dave Chappelle refused to apologize. Netflix fired this woman. And thus, hundreds of Netflix employees walked out to protest uh, the the streaming network. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so what we have kind of in the aftermath of this is uh, Dave Chappelle refuses to apologize still, and if anything is doubled down, is doubling down on everything. Uh, whereas uh, Netflix continues to be really not say anything about it either. Not great. Not great. That's not a great look for anyone involved. And, uh, yeah, so heart goes out to all those trans people working on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh, anyways. Oh, I had the longest story ever. Yes, you did. Of... The weights between the the shoe and the other shoe. Yeah, the shoe and the other shoe dropping, <laughs> dealing with Power Rangers. Right, yes. We knew that eventually the Super Sente footage would no longer be used because that deal would expire. This finally has happened. So going forward, the Power Rangers show has to figure out their own angle. They have one more year yeah. um, going straight to Netflix for Dino Rangers Power Fury second season, which will be the 29th Dino season. Rangers Power Fury? Yeah. <laughs> Power Rangers Dino Fury. Oh, that's what I've written down here. <laughs> Di- Dino Rangers Power Fury. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what it is. Yeah, Power Rangers Dino Fury there we go. second season. 29th season overall for Power Rangers. Uh, will be debuting in the spring of 2022. Right. But currently, nothing is scheduled past that. So we'll see what happens. So we'll see. We had the Astro, Astros and Braves facing off the World Series. The, oh, the terrible the, World Series. The Braves ended up taking it, though. Yeah. Thank God. So the Astros did not win. Yep. Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown pass, and by comparison, Matt Stafford, half his age, <laughs> threw his 300th touchdown pass. <laughs> He's halfway there. Yep. Oh, and this is also when the Arizona Cardinals lost yes. as the Cincinnati Dolphins popped their champagne. All <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we also had the new um, 
transition yes. of the TV show be positive going right, in a new yeah. direction. Rarely do you see a show completely change its format a season in, but this is exactly what happened for season mm-hmm. two of this show. Yep, a season and three episodes later, it was completely different. They figured out who their new main character was going to be. Yeah. They completely changed the new cast, completely changed the introductions even. Right. The, the opening... Um, and it seems to work. Well, you said uh, you watched the new episode of season two, and it seems to have it worked better. It worked well. I mean, I liked the episode. I watched a lot better than I liked those first two episodes. That's good, then. <laughs> yeah. Works. And then we get into the November here. Yeah. Which we just went through, including the Atlanta Brace. Congratulations. Yeah. They shut down ESPN Classic. Yep. Uh, they, they canceled ESPN Classic. Um, Aaron Rodgers, unvaccinated. Right. We found out. And all that. Uh, he's immunized. Quotes. I'm using quotes. Yep. Um, and Boombug Entertainment from Coco Melon yeah, being yeah, yeah. purchased for $3 billion <laughs> to that still yet unknown named yes. private equity backing <laughs> from Blackstone. Right, right, right. You know, the one that also purchased Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine Company. Yeah. And Jada, and Will and Jada Pickett Smith's. Uh, Westbrook Inc. Right. Uh, oh, yes. Oh. The Blackhawks stuff. God, I, I, forgot, uh, I forgot about this. The Blackhawks yeah. and Kyle Beach. Yeah. Um, sexual assault right. allegations. It was well. held for 10 years and swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Just now seeing the light of day. As well as Robert Sarver of the Suns and right. Mercury Majority Owner. Being subject to an NBA investigation yeah. and his, um, his own uh, potential toxic work environment there. Yep. But at least we had Disney Plus Day. <laughs> <laughs> and the MLB Awards. Shelly yep. um, mentioned. Yep. Uh, other awards uh, include Robbie Ray, Corbin, Bur- uh, and Corbin Burns for the Cy Young Awards. Yep, yep. Yep. And uh, Endeavor, the right. so- a South Korean company, CJE&M, right. making a $775 million investment into Endeavor content. Dovetailing with our, our, our what we were saying earlier about South Korean influence uh, getting larger on our entertainment industry. Yep. Um, the Hulu Bundle as well. Yep. And bring it up into the most recent stuff we've been talking yes. about, which is the Animation, Animation Guild. Guild. Uh, writers trying to get more compensation for writing. They're not being paid enough. Um, yep. If you're asking, hey, what about Yahtzee? That's more of a movie story. That's going to be talked right. about in the we'll movies. We'll talk about that in movies. Yep. Uh, yep. Mm, and last then, but not least. Last but not least, the MLB yes. has uh, commenced lockdown operations. Yes, lockout has is effective now. The, his, the future of the game remains in question as the... Uh, as the players are unable to play and the management is keeping them away, we will see what happens. Yep. But as of now, baseball uh, does not exist for the 2022 yeah. season. So uh, no trades, uh, nothing until that until a agreement comes to fruition, which who knows when that's going to be. Looks like a vote will be in March at latest. Um, that is the latest because spring training is in March. All right. And that brings us to current day. Wow. Okay. That took way too long yeah, to well, see it through everything. That was a big, big turkey well, here. Well, because we go through sports here as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And I think that that actually could 
break this down, I think there is a major sports story uh, here, and I think there's a major television story here. So the major sports story is... Baseball. Baseball. It was an insane year for baseball. And you're right. I think that what you said when we were talking about the, the pitching is meddling. Is well, That's what they were trying to do. They were meddling with the game in ways that they didn't communicate very well with the players. Players got angry about it, reasonably so, yep. and it created tension. And it's why the players... Association didn't want to make the deal that the owners did because there was so much that was going on that it was beyond their control. Mm -hmm. So that's led directly to this lockout. So if you've been looking at the year as a whole, like we just did, it's no surprise that this happened. But even if we look back to even last year, there was contention between the NOBPA and the owners yeah. about if a season should even occur right, last yes. year. There's already tension with COVID protocol stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is added on top of that. And then you have also you know, have the lingering resentment over treatment of the, the asterisks the ast kind of hanging yes, in the air. The trash throws. Yes. So there's a lot that's been happening that's been boiling under the surface that's now finally coming, yeah. coming out. And it's led to this lockout. So yeah, I think that's probably an argument you could make for that. Yeah, but on that same coin, there's Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah, and then Shohei Otani is the weird like exception to this rule, where he just had such an like exceptional season, just pitching and hitting that we have not seen in decades. Some would argue a century. People argue like, <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be great like like Babe Ruth. Nobody ever plays like Babe Ruth anymore. Right. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if we had one? And then did? you point to this kid, right. and you're you like, do it. here you go. You do it. Enjoy. And then then everybody's like, how dare you talk about Babe Ruth? It's like, but, but look at him. Look at the numbers. He's doing it. So yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. I think that Shohei Otani is a story in itself, you could argue. But then, of course, this is a television a conversation as well. And I think that you could also make a very strong argument for Jeopardy here. I was, I was, well, I would say your other kind of sports argument could be mental health. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's. A, I think if we were Simone Biles and yeah. namely Osaka, I think if we were are big stories. I think if we were a sports podcast, then maybe we could have those two. But since we're not, we have to also consider broader television stories. Yes. And I think the narrative of Jeopardy has been so wild and up and down that to me that the that's fact, a definite competitor. The fact that we followed Jeopardy the entire <laughs> yeah. year. It just became a part of the narrative. And, when and you, yet... Yeah. And when you consider that none of this would have happened if Alex Trebek hadn't tragically passed away, mm -hmm. that's really... It's really sad when you think about it. It's like... It's like... It's like all this... It's like the parent of a family dies and they're Stop all squabbling. And they're all Stop squabbling. Stop legacy. Exactly. They're all squabbling among each other to see who gets to... Who gets to own the house. Right. Like, that's what's happening. And it's embarrassing, and it's ridiculous, is that they can't figure out a way to make this work. They can't just pick somebody everybody likes to be host. <laughs> it's just wild for something that's been such a storied, important piece of game show television history that they just can't figure it out for the life of them. I don't know. This is tricky, because I'm almost to the point where maybe we should, and I don't know if we did this last year, picked a sports story and picked a television story, but maybe we should. I think we picked... Baseball is our just story last year because it was so fascinating that it was the one thing that kept everyone going. <laughs> right, right, right. There was that. But I don't know. Jeopardy story. Pretty good, too. Jeopardy is really good, yeah. especially the way it ended yeah. and yet continues to yeah. not end. And both of them had something in common, right? 
They had the drama that was happening on the outside, as well but as also really entertaining people to watch in the actual game. Yeah. You had Shohei Otani and Matt Amodio, yep. weirdly enough, both being like these MVPs of their respective games. Yeah. <laughs> They're almost the same story, <laughs> which isn't weird. That's weird. <laughs> we didn't go into recording this podcast thinking that this would be the narrative, and yet here we are. We were thinking like, oh, television, we're not going to have a Zuisa story this year. Well, guess what? We have two. All right. Well, we got to pick one, though. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, to me, I think that... uh, hmm. To me, I feel like if we're being honest with ourselves, we are a media podcast. I think that the television story wins over the sports story. Yes. um, That is not to say that um, (laughs) any disservice or any disannouncement to Shohei Otani or Naomi Osaka or or the Olympics. It's just we are not a sports podcast. That is not our bread and butter. As much as you'd like us to be, we are not a sports podcast. And so I think that's why I'm hesitant to give this to the journey that baseball has been on. But the journey that Jeopardy has been on has been almost the same kind of drama. Yes, when I look back and realize that we started this year with guest hosts. Right, and it's still still ending the year with guest hosts. No movement has happened. Because they're still squabbling amongst each other. Uh, and just seeing the churn of guest hosts was entertaining in its own way. Because every week it was like, okay, how's so-and-so going to do? Yeah, like, I like that. And then it became very road and very tiresome. And, it's like, okay. and then, yeah, and then the gameplay has been so good. Yeah. Everybody has been so good. Like, just just Everyone's the ad- adopting the, um, the Holzhauer yeah. method. Holzhauer changed the game. Yeah. He's now introduced this whole new way of playing where you bet, like, so much in final. Just accumulate and let the money just pile up. Yep. So, I don't know. I think I think Jeopardy is fascinating. All right. The fascination of Jeopardy yeah. is our story <laughs> of the year. I think so. I think so. All right. All right. It's time for us to finally, an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast, do our top fives. Now, the, how are we going to start this? That this our, brings us to the stuff we actually want to yes, talk about. Our now. top fives of the year, our favorite television shows we've watched, and man, there are a lot to choose from. You have written down here, there's 136 different shows that we talked about over the course of the year. Yeah, we talked about 136 <laughs> different shows over the course of the it's year. It's too many, so narrowing it down was probably a, a hassle for you. Oh, it's still a hassle for me. I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> what exactly I did watch this year. Well, unfortunately, it's your turn to go first, so you better figure it out right now. Okay. Unless you just want me to go first. Oh, no, I, I, know, where, I know where I'm going to start, and I'm just going to try and like, make my yeah, yeah, way up here. As yep. you do. So yep. let's start at the very beginning, which is number five. At... What? Rounds out your top five. At number five is a show that not many people watched, but a show that I loved not only as a concept, but also as a, as execution. Okay. And this is Sci-Fi USA's Resident Alien. All right. Which, when it came on, I loved this. I loved the concept. I loved the uh, actors in it. It was such a great show in in Alien, adopting to uh, you uh, American Earth customs. Yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. And uh, what's his name? What's your name? Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Yes, Yes. the guy. Yes. Who has been waiting? I've been waiting to see him as a star in something. So I'm glad that he finally got this. I liked him in this. Yeah, it was fun. It was entertaining. There was a big air of mystery around it as well. 
Everything that I like to see in a show came here in Resident Alien. Ooh. The right and the right mixture of people. So it's the and Eric Church people. of television shows. No, no, not quite. We'll get there. It's the Ratchet and Clank of television. Shows. Not quite. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep, I'm gonna keep trying. You're gonna keep trying. <laughs> but it was, it was the right combination at the right time, and the chemistry between all the main characters worked a lot, uh, especially centered in a small town in uh, Colorado. Okay. I, of all the shows, I'm excited for season two here. Okay. To, for it to come back. Cool. That brings me to uh, number four. All right. Whoa, where do I want to go here? Oh, you have to make a call. I have to make a call. Oh, God, I have to make a call. All right, number <laughs> four. <laughs> Uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> okay, all right. Only because there's like three on here that I, I want to put up sure, higher. Sure. Ted Lasso. But man, what a season of Ted Lasso. What a season of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, yeah we liked season one. Yeah. Season two. You could even say it was our favorite show of it last was, year. Yeah, it was maybe both favorite Ted Lasso. Yes, it was. Um, came out of nowhere. We watched it like, oh my God. Yeah. It was also one of the shows that you watched and said, hey, right. you should you watch, watch this. this. And so I did and I loved it and continue to love it yeah um ted lasso it's number four on here because i want to make it higher but there's like three shows that are like a lot better than this okay unfortunately or fortunately and i don't know where to go next um uh, but ted lasso continues to be good i like what they did um with the characters especially with the mental health aspect yeah and then it sets up the one thing that was missing from this from the show is a true antagonist which it set itself up for the next season. Yeah. Here's your main antagonist right. that you're going Yes, it's so good. And it did it in such it's a so good. such a defined writing statement that yeah. I'm surprised. Like it's in your face there. Oh, it's yeah. there the entire time. It's summer. not yeah, the thing and I'll talk about it a little bit when I talk about Ted Lasso, because it's on my list too. No surprises there. Yeah. But yeah, the the way they did that arc with that character it was always there. You, it was always obvious, mm-hmm. but it was such a B story that you don't realize until the B story crosses over the A story at the end of the season that you're like, oh shit, this has been boiling this entire time and it finally matters. Yep. And now you're right. They've set it up to be the biggest conflict in the next season. Yeah. Which I think there is only two more seasons, right? For One more. Guys. One more. I believe that three is it. Yeah. They've said. So. So man, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But yeah, good season. Mm-hmm. But there were three shows better that I found right. to be better right. than Ted Lasso. Okay, I'm ready. Now. <laughs> you have I, to pick which three. Well, I know which three they are. I just wanted you just to, have to put them in order. Put them in order. Right, what's number three? All right, at number three is, I mean, technically we have to put it here in a TV show. Okay. I don't know what you're looking at. Like, there's nothing over there. <laughs> like... <laughs> what I'm looking at. Right. So, I have to. So, technically, we're putting this in TV show. Yes, it's a streaming special. I think it should be a movie. <laughs> You're a movie. I think it should fall into the cinema category, but sure. we're putting it in TV because it is on a streaming network. Yes. You don't know which one I'm going with, do you? No, I don't. I'm going to be surprised which one. <laughs> you will definitely be surprised because it is uh, The Beatles Get Back as right. my number three. If solely based on the length of it. <laughs> yeah. 
It's six hours. It's a television Peter show. Peter Jackson. It's a television show. Peter it's Jackson. Like he it's wants six to release hours. this. But if he wants to release this as movies, you would have to see three movies back to back or on separate days. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. But that's what people did. They had to watch it at three separate times. Yeah, I know. But at least you can do it at home, is what I'm saying. Yeah, at least you can do it at home on Disney Plus. But it's, um, uh, we talked about it. I mean, I'm I gonna, mean, is I will Ken Burns this. Civil War television? Then yes, this is also television. Fine, if that's how you want to play <laughs> That's how I'm playing this. All right. Um, <laughs> so we gushed about this in our recent yeah, podcast. We did. The Beatles Get Back yeah. on Disney Plus. The reason it is three, and the reason I think it should be Cosby kind of is because it's so goddamn long. <laughs> but the culmination of everything that they built in that one month of all this recording is executed so perfectly. Yeah. Proves why Peter Jackson is a master in his craft. Right. And just this is all stock footage. This all this is was yeah. not newly recorded. <laughs> yeah. This stuff they had in the can. Yeah. One hundred ninety hours. Yeah. And yet, you give it to Peter Jackson, and he's able to tell a six-hour, comprehensive, <laughs> yeah. complete story where most people will look at that 190-hour footage of Mountain and be like, yeah, screw you. I want to do something I actually want to do. Right. But no. But, not, but no, not Peter Jackson. He said, give me that mountain, yes. and I will craft you <laughs> a diamond out of it. <laughs> you just combined two metaphors there. It was very well done. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> give me that mountain. I'll make a diamond out of it. Well, because that's what it is. You're combining, like, two different aspects of yeah. a recording. Right. Stuff that happened in the past. You're doing, like, digital cleanup, digital cleanup too. Cleanup on it, On yeah. both the audio and the, vi- and the video. Mm-hmm. It's just, in, it's a wild undertaking. It's an insane undertaking. And he makes it work. Somehow. He makes it work. That's why I want this to be under a, t- a movie. But it's not. But it's not. Because Here's it's the three, too long. three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> This is three episodes. It was going to be a movie, but at some point, Peter Jackson was like, "This can't be a movie. This, I want all of this." Yes. <laughs> and so that's why I'm stuck with it. Yeah. The, uh, Cannot be a movie. It has to live on streaming. Yep. Anyways, uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, Beatles get back. Uh, it's by good. Number three. It's so good. It's good. It's so good. All right. I'll, I'll, I mean. Just much like I did with Hamilton, I'll put yeah. it on. Just listen to them, oh, yeah. like just jam out to. A but that's the thing; it goes back and forth. Though the jams are great, but then they bicker for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, they do. And then there's jams again. <laughs> it's just back and forth of bickering and jams. And then you got five minutes of Yoko Ono screaming. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, if you're into that, you're into that. But yeah. if you're not, well, too bad. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, uh, that brings. But me... somehow you have two shows. Sort of two shows that were better than that. Well. According to you. According to me. The two shows that were better than that. <laughs> one of them... Yes. ...is also another special. And one of them is an actual TV show. Okay. <laughs> At number two uh, for my list is the Marvel show WandaVision. Oh, okay. Not expecting that. You were, were you expecting this to be my number one? Yeah, I was expecting this to go the opposite way. You were expecting this to go the opposite All way. All right, okay. So WandaVision, yes. the Probably, I, I feel comfortable saying, the best of the three Marvel experiments this year. Yeah, the best of the three. I think so. Uh, are we at four now? We're oh, at God, four are now. we at four now? Yeah, Hawkeye's number four. Wait, what was the third one? What if? Oh, I'm not counting that because it's animated. Oh. I'm I was sure. talking about the live action ones. Oh, okay. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> there's it's, three. It's still, there's three. still four. Wait, wait, what am I skipping? There's WandaVision. Yeah. 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. Soldier. Loki. Oh, Loki. <laughs> I forgot about Loki. So, They're why cool. WandaVision is better than yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and Hawkeye? Because it has a vision. Literally. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> it has a vision. Secondly, <laughs> it holds a soft spot in my heart yeah. because yes. it is TV yeah. it's a love letter. It's a love letter to sitcoms. It's love letter to sitcoms, love letter to TV, love letter to... Everything that I love about TV, <laughs> yeah. the tropes, the costumes, the the stylings, yeah. the even the way it was shot, yeah. what in front of a live studio audience, the progression it went through yeah. from uh, live three-carat sitcom to outdoors to a Halloween episode to a single cam, yeah, single, to cam, single cam show, to and then, yeah, it's great, to 70s inspired. That it's, stuff was really cool, and they did a good job on yes. all of it. All that wrapped inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. culminating in what is essentially a, a metaphysical argument <laughs> about what is real. Yeah. In the Theseus ship being <laughs> talked about in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It's weird. But it and, worked. But it worked. And yeah. it solidified the magic aspect of Wanda's character as the Scarlet Witch in the MCU. It made it work. It didn't yeah. make it feel gimmicky. No. Yeah, you're right. But a lot of that goes back to the show writing and the show running and how it's able to weave all this all these characters, all this build up yeah. over the course of TV decades and each one feeling specific, feeling yeah. interesting. And I think that, like I was saying kind of at the top, yes, the vi- vision thing was partially a joke. But also, I mean that when I say it, mm-hmm. is that of all four of these shows, it's the one that has a thing that it was trying to do. Yep. Way more than the others. Loki, you could argue, it's like, oh, it's supposed to be establishing this metaverse Lo- Loki was establishing yeah. the MCU. Yeah, the metaverse, metaverse and trying to get you used to that so that they can start doing that in yeah. the MCU proper. Fine, whatever. But it still felt all over the place to me. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was one idea. It felt like it was several ideas that they were playing with, yep. with the centered around the character that you recognize. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a continuation yeah. of Endgame and picking right. up the mantle, picking up where Endgame left off. Which is fine, but you can't do that and also try to make your show about social commentary. Yes. And they tried to do both of those things and they clashed with each other. Mm-hmm. You, As much as... MCU stands will disagree with me here. You cannot make a show that truly addresses social the social political issues that it does while also glorifying the military. Those two things cannot coexist, yep. and the MCU keeps running into that problem over and over again. It was the problem with Captain Marvel too. Yep. Then yeah, and then with yep. with Hawkeye, I'm not sure what Hawkeye is trying to do. I mean, Hawkeye's <laughs> weird. Yeah, exactly. I I like it, but it's like subdue Marvel. Yeah. It's interesting new characters, but it's like, okay. It's not trying to do... It's kind of its own side project. Yeah, it's not trying to do anything except maybe be a Christmas thing? Yeah, it's a Christmas special. And that doesn't work, whereas... It's it's a Christmas special, but it's also an introduction to Kate Bishop, who will become lead of Young Avengers when they eventually do that. But yeah, but WandaVision starts out with a premise and pays off that premise. Yes. It's the only one that does that start to finish. Mm -hmm. I will argue it does end a little MCU-y for me. But the road, but the roadmap, right? The road to getting there mm-hmm. was great, and it was so different and unique in the MCU universe. It was also like, able to play with comic book lore, right? About what about like comic book costumes and bringing them into the MCU and yeah. lore and mix, mixing them all mesh together. And yeah. the 
Pietro reveal. Right, right, right. Both of them were excellent. And maybe still has... Maybe actually still could. Yeah, the only one that you're gonna want to rewatch. If you're gonna rewatch any of these, it's gonna be Wandavision. That's why it's number two. Absolutely, absolutely. I I agree with you there. But there's something better. All right, but one thing that you liked more than all of these somehow, inexplicably. Inexplicably, I like them all. uh, I like all these. Like I said, I I can't make a heads or tails of any of this. Rearrange it, th- yeah. throw it in a pot, ask me tomorrow. They're all, all number one. They're all number one. One heart. A, one B, one C. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but my number one. Right. For uh, the record. For the record, television show, because it's, <laughs> we're putting it in television. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. It's a TV special, technically. Yeah. Uh, inside with right. Bo Burnham. I am shocked that this is your number one. Because I feel like even when we talked about it originally, you were like, not 100% on board with it. You were like, I liked this, but it's weird. It's weird, but, but apparently the more I watched stuck it, with you. and the more I stuck with it, the more I liked it. <laughs> apparently, yeah, it's still living in your brain. Yeah. White Women's Instagram is a banger. <laughs> 30 is a banger. I you're worried for these things, but... I'm here. <laughs> it is a banger. It The fact that Bo Burnham was able to create this special by himself mm-hmm. in his own apartment, like, under quarantine... And crank out absolute bangers of a jam. <laughs> but also, not just musically, as a visual component as well. Sure. There's the thing I keep referring to is where he's commenting on a bit he did, where he's commenting on the commentary, and then he's commenting <laughs> on the commentary on the commentary of the yeah. bit. Um, a lot of it is very meta, a lot of it is very of its time. If you go back to I don't think um, it'll, it's a nice time capsule of yeah, what 2020 was. For sure. I'm not sure how much it will play future. But for now, it's making quite an impact. But I'll give you an example from my own life where this has actually popped up in an unexpected way. I went to see Phoebe Bridgers in concert. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe, as one of her like encore performances, did one of the songs from this special. Yeah. And guess who was there in the audience while this was happening? Bo Burnham was I- there. <laughs> I was not near him. He was several <laughs> tiers ahead of me. But apparently he was there the same night I was watching Phoebe do a cover of his song. Right. Somebody took a TikTok of him like, reacting to it. And he was just like, <gasps> he's like amazed that she was doing it. Um, but yeah, no, that goes to show you. It's a you, cultural impact. Yeah, a lot of people have been really affected by this thing. Yeah, Especially from code from 2020 of what we went through, what everyone went through. Yeah. It, it just felt like it was Bo Burnham saying... Everything that we're feeling in yeah. one special. Yeah. From all walks of life, like, because we all experience the same thing, but here it is, wrapped up in this nice, perfect gift <laughs> that you can come back to yeah. and have, like, a kind of a post-cathartic feeling with. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard this. I still have not given it a shot, because I feel like, depending on different... Well, that's the thing, is depending on the person, I've either been told I would hate it, or I've been told I would love it. So I'm not sure who to believe at this point. Uh, So, (laughs) I I was watching this with the doctor, Yeah, and she initially wasn't into it. I was going to say, she and I have certain sensibilities She wasn't into it until White Woman's Instagram, and then she started paying attention, and then she ended up liking it. (laughs) And then she ended up liking it by the end. Okay, all right, all right. Well, maybe I still have time to give this a shot, but not before my list. The, the, <laughs> that yeah. was solid. I, I mean, <laughs> he does a whole bit about sending a dick pic. Oh my god! Jeez. 
uh, yeah. a dick pic emoji and what it means. Well, I have. Like it's I said, hilarious. I've heard a lot about it. I maybe well, I just have to figure out whether I'm going to actually commit to watching it or not. Mm-hmm. But we'll see about that. But that is your number one. Yep. For the so, year. Wrapping it up. That's five. Resident Alien. Yeah. Four. Ted Lasso. Three. Yeah. The Beatles get back. Yeah. Two, WandaVision, one, Inside with both. Burn Oof, what a journey. You what a watch journey. Something for everybody right there. That's a little bit of everything. Okay, but what did you watch? All right. This probably guy's going long, so I'll try and, uh, to, try we'll to TV. scoot through mine. I start at number five with a familiar friend. I believe this show was on my list last year after a solid, surprising season two. Well, season three is here, and somehow they managed to keep it fresh with something that I cannot tell you because it's a major spoiler. I'm talking about Amphibia, Disney, uh, Disney's uh, a Disney Channel show that is, like I said, in its third season. They shook up the formula wildly, again, in a way that I can't tell you because it's a spoiler, uh, for the end of season two. But it made the entire show feel like a new, fresh show with the same DNA and the same cute characters that you love. Um, yeah, the show just keeps getting more and more ambitious as it goes on, and the season is definitely doing that. It keeps introducing new characters and new wrinkles to the plot and ways to complicate the already complicated goal for these characters. And the characters get more endearing as it goes on. And they're actually learning lessons and growing, which is something you can only do in these serialized animated shows that Disney has gotten so good at lately. And this is all available on Disney Plus now. So, not all. Um, Seasons 1 and 2 are available. Season 3, since it's still in progress, only the first 10 episodes are currently available. The rest of the season is currently airing right now. This is not over. Season 3 has not ended. But still managed to stand up on my list. This is also a contested spot because I did consider a lot of other uh, shows for this spot. In an alternate timeline, Jeopardy could have been here. An alternate timeline, Summer Camp Island, a show that I jumped on 100% this year, could have also showed up here. But I ended up giving it to Amphibia because they just, week after week, surprised me. Just in, 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 like, it just keeps doing things that I didn't expect it to do. Um, then, moving up to number four. Lower this year than I expected it to be, for a few reasons. Ted Lasso. Hey, it's also my number four. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think number four is a good spot for this season. Because it was good. The highs were really high. I liked a lot what they did, especially the arc that they gave our new villain of the show. That worked really well. But there were, I think, the first time after the first season where we started seeing some weaknesses in the show. It can't didn't want to necessarily commit to a lot of the plots that it brought up early in the season, which kind of annoyed me. Like, okay, we have one episode about the uh, the sponsor being an issue, and then we resolve that at the end of the episode, and then we never bring it up again. Stuff like that kind of started bug me. Also, the filler episodes here are glaring because they don't fit in with the narrative of the season. You're talking about the Christmas episode. The Christmas episode is special, specifically is the one that fans are really angry about. And the Coach Beard episode. And the Coach Beard episode was better, but still also weird and experimental in a way that I don't think people were totally on board for. I thought it was fun, mm-hmm. but I could understand if people are like, this doesn't matter. They're right. It doesn't really matter. And by the end of the season, you could have done without it. And so as a season of television, it's not as good as season one was. But, as I mentioned, the highs are still so high, and when that show is good, it's great, that it ends up carrying it to a top five show regardless. But it's at that number four spot, because I'm like, 
not the best thing on television this year, but man, it goes for it when it really wants to, and it's still quality stuff, and it's still the reason to get Apple TV+. And yeah, and I'm really excited to see how they try to wrap this all up in Season 3, because they've really done a good job with setting up, above all, this show as an ensemble show, more so than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. They made this show, you want to care about all the characters now, not just just Ted himself. I mean... It did win the end, these it characters. Yeah. And then the other thing I will say, and three out of my five shows this, this year actually uh, talk about this subject matter, but mental health uh, is a really strong theme this uh, in this season with um, Ted trying to get his own therapy and kind of grasping with the even concept of therapy and grappling mm-hmm. with that, with this therapist character. And yeah, and it, it's become a reoccurring theme in a lot of media this this year. And I want to believe that part of that reason is because we all went through, as what you just talked about with Inside, you know, the time where we all had to think about ourselves and our relationship with the world locked down with nothing else to do. And so I think what the result of that is a lot of these shows about, hey, let's just think about our mental states for a little bit. Let's make these characters go through like real like moments where they're like, am I doing okay? It actually goes into what you were talking about when you were talking about F is for Family and um, what was the other show you were kind of talking about these themes with? These do-better kind of themes? Oh, um, Saved by the Belt. With Saved by the Belt season two. Where it's like, it seems like everybody came out of 2020 who write for television being like, let's do that story. Let's do that, that story about like, what are we doing here? How can we do better? And it's really cool to see. So moving on to number three on my list Amphibia's sister show, The Owl House, which just keeps getting better. Like, it's becoming all-timer status at this point, and it's only in its second season. Like, we're not even close to seeing, like, what this show really has in store for us. We're just kind of tip of the iceberg when trying to discover what's actually happening in this universe, discovering these characters' backstories. But it's coming more and more intricate, and it's coming in really interesting to the point where where it is even talking about themes of mental health, but through the lens of magic and these like mysterious fantasy powers as kind of a metaphorical version of that. In a show that I will talk about later in this list, um, I've been watching both of these things with Christy, and Christy noted, oh, when that show d- talks about this stuff, it's too realistic for me and it makes me feel bad. But when The Outhouse talks about this subject matter... It works better, and I get it. And mm. I think what she's kind of referring to here is why some people really glom on to fantasy so much, and why fantasy means so much to a lot of people, because it sometimes puts into metaphorical, symbolic words what their brain maybe can't put in realistic terms. It makes it an accessible thing, and I think that's what the Owl House is doing really well right now, is it's taking these real problems, whether it be mental health or... Or, or things or like deeper subjects like racism and classism and like really trying to symbolize them in this fantasy setting in ways that really work. And so, yeah, I think it's really promising. And just like Amphibia, we're only halfway through the season right now. The first 10 episodes of season two are on Disney Plus if you want to catch up. It's really good stuff so far, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. Now, do you think that's because it's a part of the animated show? Instead of like something like live action, it helps certainly. I mean, it's able to do a lot more with those tools than mm-hmm. I think a lot of live action shows can really touch. And it's why animated shows are some of my favorite shows of the last decade, is because they have the ability to literally put whatever story they want out there and make it as 
metaphorical and symbol like and symbolized as they can. Like use whatever symbols they want to really tell the stories that they want. They're completely free. Then we get to number two, which is something completely different. This is where I have put the Beatles get back. Okay. And uh, yeah, there is a version of this list that does have this at number one because of just how just blown away I was by just the ambition of this project and how big it is and how cool it is too, as you were mentioning, to get kind of a view into the Beatles that we've never seen. I talked about it more on the most recent podcast we did about it. But to be brief, I'll just say it's on this list because it was so much fun to watch. Yes, it was long, but it never felt long. Because it felt like you were in the room just watching them do this process. And it was always something interesting. Yes, it is kind of bickering jams, bickering jams. But there's an interesting vibe to the, these people. And you're learning to appreciate them as people. And the music as music. I mean, yeah, it's like it's weird to describe it on paper because it sounds like the most annoying thing in the world. Bickering jams is how I start every morning with breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> bickering jam. Bickering jam. Uh, but yeah, but... And then in the end, like I said, I just cannot talk like talk more about the we talked about it on the podcast recently, but just more about that that third episode with the with what's happening during the, the concert, the, con- the, the, rooftop, the rooftop, rooftop concert. concert. It is some of the best television I've ever seen. Yes. It is so good and it's so gripping, and you don't think it was as interesting as it is until you're watching it and you're just like, I am just wrapped. I want to see what's happening, <laughs> and you're watching four things at once and just like zapping. It's just so cool. It's such a cool. And Peter Jackson just did such good work on this by cleaning up the audio, cleaning up the film, and just making it all work. Something that shouldn't work, works. And it works great. And it's some of the best television I've seen in a very, very long time. Like I said, it's 190 hours of like five different <laughs> cameras, all seriously yeah. told. And somehow he's broken it down to eight. Yes. And it still feels like there's not, a, like it feels still feels like there's more. Which is wild. But on top of all that, this is also the most unique look you can get into an artist process that like that you see. You're never going to get a more in-depth look without actually being in the band yourself. I mean, this is also <laughs> about a band that is no longer around and right. can no longer be around. Right, yeah. This is, You can't do this with anybody else. But man, I wish you could. And it's one of the biggest bands ever right. in existence. Yes, and you get to see... Arguably some of their weaker material, but still, hey. their material, Beatles yes. songs made in front of your eyes, which is something you never got to really see before. It's just an amazing piece of work. I, I just can't talk more glowing about it, except I can, because there's one show that's somehow above it on this list. You're probably wondering why I haven't talked about it yet, because it's my number one, Tuca and Birdie, season two. Ah! Yes. It is my number one show, because... It is still unlike anything else on television. I was so sad when they canceled it, when Netflix canceled it, because I thought for sure we were never going to get any more Tuca and Birdie. Mm-hmm. When they announced that Comedy Central picked, or not Comedy, yeah, Comedy Central. Yep. No, Cartoon, Cartoon Network, Network for Adult, Adult Swim. Swim. Man, my brain. When they announced that Com- uh, uh, Cartoon Network was going to bring it back for Adult Swim, I was like, still hesitant, because I was like, all right, are they going to clean it up for TV? Like, there's stuff they could do on Netflix that they can't do here. Not a problem, apparently, because, man, they knocked out of the park. I think season two is better than season one, and I loved season one of this show. It still does the thing that season one does, which is, and again, it's the magic of animation, where you can take something that can take advantage of the animated form by being a purely imaginative, wild world where literally anything can happen. Characters can have wild takes. 
inanimate objects can start speaking. Like, you can do such wild things in this world. And then, at the same time, flip the script on you and have some really brutally realistic emotional storylines complement that. And somehow have it feel like you're not getting any tonal whiplash from it. Feeling that this is of the same world. Because just as just as crazy as things get, they can also be, like, really touching and really emotional. And season two does that, I think, even better than season one. Season one has a weird arc because it's, like, it saves all the emotional content to the end with the story about uh, Birdie's experience at the Jelly Lakes and has that be the end of the show. Season two, however, sprinkles it throughout the season. You get comments about, again, mental health, about, like, about... A possible a possibility of maybe Tuca and Birdie's friendship maybe borders a little close on um, on um, some like toxic kind of behavior. Maybe there's some sort of air of um, of codependency happening there because maybe maybe Tuca's life maybe she relies on Birdie too much and vice versa. And it also talks about kind of the aftermath of Birdie's experience in season one about the the uh, harassment she endured with her former boss. That comes back, and she deals with that in an interesting way. Birdie starts going to therapy in this season. Again, a recurring <laughs> theme through all these, song, all these shows. And But then by the end of it, all these stories somehow kind of combine into one, and they do such a good job of dovetailing it all to just be like... And also, they manage to have a conversation about gentrification somehow <laughs> in this season as well. And it all works. It never feels out of place. It all feels... Like it's of these characters, and because of how much we're like, we're we're cl- how close we are to these characters now, thanks to the first season doing such good establishing work, it feels all like part of this world, and never feels like it comes out of left field. Like I mentioned, kind of in reference to the Owl House, though, you know, some people who may have endured some of these things recently might feel like it's a little too real. Okay. Especially conversations about maybe close friends and codependency. If that maybe hits you a little hard, you might maybe not want to watch this. Uh, and maybe want to have something more symbolic and distanced from it. I, on the other hand, I liked the direct approach that this show takes. Because it's able to do both really, really well. It's able to be zany when it wants to be zany and be some some of the funniest stuff I've seen on TV all year. While also being really resonant and really, like, really just... One of these episodes specifically, the one about gentrification, it ends on such a note where it's just this melancholy. Where I, I finished it and I was just like, I don't really want to do anything after that. I'm just like, I'm just sitting here, just reacting to this episode. I'm just like, it's just a vibe to it. And it's the only show that's able to do that this year that I watched. So yeah, I don't know. It's just fantastic television. They've already confirmed season three will be coming to Adult Swim next year. And I'm just so excited for it. More Tuca and Birdie. Just keep keep making it. I'll keep watching it. Uh, hope it never ends because it's just fantastic. So that's my number one. That's your number one. Yes. Um, Tuca and Birdie. Yes, both of them. All right. <laughs> so. My 1A and my 1B. One my 1A one and 1B. <laughs> Tuca and. Anyway, um, now I guess we need to pick a show. That unites us all. All right, so there's two honor lists yeah. that I think it's between crossover: the two. Yeah. Ted Lasso and Get Back. I think it's between these two. I think if we're going to go more traditional, I think the answer is Ted Lasso. It was our show last year as well. Mm-hmm. Still quality, even though I had some qualms with it this season. 
Or we can get adventurous here and go with the eight-hour docu-series and just say, that's the best television of the year, because I think there's an argument for that. I mean, I made my argument for <laughs> WandaVision, which you really liked. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you could put WandaVision in here. I, I think of the Marvel shows, it's the only one I stuck with, mm-hmm. and that's saying a lot. I did appreciate it as a love letter to television, and I liked that part of it, but it ended on a sour note for me. And and it, ended on, it went too marvelly in the last. It went too marvelly in that last episode, and it kind of lost me a little. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have great. I didn't feel great about it when I was done. Okay. But those first few episodes, yeah, fantastic television. But did I like Ted Lasso and get back more than that? Absolutely. So yeah, you're you're not wrong. I think there is something to be said about Wandavision, but it's not the winner here. All right, so Ted Lasso or get back. <laughs> Uh, I, I think overall as a thing, it's amazing that Get Back exists. And I think it's better television, moment to moment. But Ted Lasso is a more traditional show. It, it's a longer season. It tells like an arguably better story, if you're being literal here. But, like I said, I had qualms about some of the plots that it dropped, some of its filler. I don't... I'm more on the Get Back train than Ted Lasso, but... If you want to make an argument for Ted Lasso over Get Back, I'll hear it. I mean, I, I made my argument. <laughs> uh, my argument would be Get Back needs, is deserving of some type of award. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If we're not putting it in move, as a movie. Yeah, it can't. And you want, you it say it should be a TV. Yeah, it's it's television. All right, we need to put it as television then. Then I'm okay with, I'm okay with honoring Get Back. It's just... It's going to be funny looking back at this and being like, that's what we said was the best TV of the year? But then you'll remember it and you'll be like, actually, yes, that was the best TV of the year. Yep. All right, so... (laughs) Nothing's like it. Get Back, the Beatles documentary, Get Back, my director, Peter Jackson. Just great. Great television. Uh, So, let's see. It's a TV show by a film director (laughs) about music. Yeah. Uh It's three things into one. It's great. It's the Media Boat Podcast in a nutshell. Except if it was a boomer. The crossover. Except if it was 50. (laughs) The the crossover. All right. So um, Jeopardy is our show of. Our story story of the year. year. Somehow. Um, And The Beatles Get Back is our show of the year. Somehow. All right. Let's go through the uh, honorable mentions real quick. All mentions because we watched 136. So much to talk about. We can't do all of these, but let's just let's just kind of go through it. Take turns here on what we want to shout out. Uh, I want to shout out the flight attendant. I yeah. actually liked it. All right, right. I enjoyed it. Um, I'll shout out Dickinson. Uh, season three is happening right now. It's still good television. I love how it plays with modern songs, modern lingo in a period piece, and also Haley Steinfeld. Yep, Great in this Steinfeld. as well. Uh, probably better than. Uh, she is in Hawkeye. <laughs> yep. Uh, we did shout out both Britney Spears documentaries, which yes. we saw. Which one we better than the other. Of, one better than we talked about in the uh, movie, or in the music. I'll shout out Keenan. Surprise, one of the surprises of the year, uh, it doesn't need to be as good as it is. I'm having a good time with it. I'm excited right. for season two. Uh, I'm surprised Close Enough wasn't on your list, because it was your number one last it year. It was my number one last year. Season two was disappointing to me. It leaned a little too much on the cell phones are everywhere plot for me <laughs> to really love it. But it did have some really great moments. In it. Okay, uh, we need we need to talk about Ducktales. Right. Woohoo! Yes, the finale had a good run. Um, I didn't catch up with all of it, but 
I know. I need to because so, I. So somehow where you dropped off, I, I jumped off yes. and loved every single second of it. I hear it's great and it ends really well. Yes. You also Infinity Train while we're on the cartoon train here. You really liked that. Yes, yes I did. Uh, that was also on my list last year. That missed it this year. Um, I'll shout out what's next here. Uh, I'll shout, I could give a quick shout out to my Ducks Game Changers. I like that right. uh, the way what it was doing. Right, 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 right. Uh, right. Don't need to skip that one. Shout out. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're just gonna skip those. Skip those. Oh yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, last season of that was entertaining. I thought it ended on a real good note. Great finale. So definitely a good shout yep. out for Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, a show that um, I don't know how I missed this. Go looking back, but. It also, like, gave me existential heart attack crisis, uh, much in the same way Chernobyl did when I talked about it. <laughs> that is I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Right, yes. Uh, that. The that. murder mystery uh, series on HBO. Yeah. Um, again, I'll shout out Summer Camp Island didn't quite make my cutoff, uh, but man, it's a great series, especially if you're looking for something a little bit more chill. Something that's not very chill. Kevin can fuck himself. <laughs> I dropped the hell off of this. I love what I wanted to do, but Uh, as I talked about it, the more I watched it, the more I was like, how can you keep this going? Great concept, but for a season, I don't know how they do season two of this, but they're planning on doing it. I think that there's issues that they need to resolve if this thing goes forward. I don't know how they're going to do it. Yep. Jeopardy. We should say Jeopardy was not only our story of the year, it was damn good television, and Matt Amodio's 38 game run was just fantastic. Yes, it was. Uh, also, quick shout out to Doogie Kamealoha, yeah. MD. I really liked that version of uh, reboot of Doogie Hauser, as well as um, Only Murders in the Building on right, Hulu. Yes. One of Christie's favorites of the year. She really enjoyed that show. Yep. Um, I want to say uh, something about Ghost, the Ghost and Molly McGee. Uh, I believe this is the next best, uh, next good uh, Disney animated show after the Amphibians and Owl Houses. It's a little more gag-driven so far, but it's really, really funny. And it's got a musical number in every episode, and they're all so good. It's a, it's definitely an up-and-comer. Maybe we'll show up next year on my list. Yep. Uh, quick shout-out to Impeachment, called American Crime yeah. Story. Yeah. You got good at the end. You just weren't good in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Um, also, um, the show everyone was talking about in the month of October and September, Squid Game. Yeah, Squid Game. It exists. It exists. <laughs> um, one of the better Korean... Um, TV shows on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, way better than Alice in Borderland. At least because <laughs> Sue Game had a finale that right, I can get right, on board right, with. Right, right. Uh, also, shout out Hacks yeah. as well. Christy's, Christy's favorite show of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it. I don't think there's anything else we need to. Oh, and Great British Bake Off. Uh, good, it's a good, good, relaxing reality show, but they do one every year. Yeah. Um, quick shout out to The Wonder Years reboot. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's currently mid season, so it may. Depending on how it lands this first season, show up on my list next year. All right. And lastly, a show that I loved every single episode of. I loved everything that they did with the concept of. It just wasn't technically, in my opinion, a TV show. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about Star Wars Visions. Ah, uh, yeah. I think that's TV. Yeah, but they're it's, it's not a different TV shorts. Show. It's not yeah, serialized. Yeah. They're different shorts in different mm-hmm. animation styles. Okay. But I love the hell out of what these animation studios were able to do with Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't a complete TV pack. Like, I like my individual episodes, yeah, but... but not as a whole. And I think that is where we can end Oh, it. man. I think else. that will do it. No, I don't have anything else after that. All right. Two-hour podcast. Woo-hoo! 
Well, there was a lot of television this year. You watched a lot of television. Like I said, we watched over 160 uh, different <laughs> shows. 130. 130 different shows. No, 160, about. maybe next year. I don't maybe know. next year. All right. Thank you for joining us this long-ass marathon of a podcast. You can uh, listen to the rest of these, if they're already up, on our podcast feed. So make sure you're a subscriber. If you're not, podcasts, our podcasts are available on uh, as Media Boat Podcasts and many different feeds, such as Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. These will all be available on your, on your feed throughout the month of December. So thank you for joining us for this one. We have the three other portions of the show uh, either coming soon or already available as we speak. Yep, if you're listening to this in the future, it's already available. You can listen to all yep. of us talk about end-of-the-year stuff yep. right now. All right, thank you for joining us. We'll be back. All right, bye. Bye.